0: Welcome to the THC Podcast, better known as the Heart Chakra Podcast, uh, where I discuss everything in the relationship element of life. Um, I am the host, JTR, recording live from the Midwest of America, Columbus, Ohio to be exact. And um, the theme of this episode is going to be compersion. And uh, before I continue further... Just want to wish everybody out there in the world um, a happy Love Day. Uh, happy belated Black Love Day, which was uh, February 13th. Um, but um, on a more macro scale, happy Love Day, happy Valentine's Day to everybody uh, in the world. As I previously mentioned, I'm recording live in America. and um, But to all those, whether you celebrate it or not, um, but whether you have a sweetie or a significant other partner, wife, husband, whatever that may look like to you. Um, You know, happy love day to you, um, whether you're loving yourself and that's how you're practicing is with self-love or you're expressing it with someone else. You know, one of the reasons why I love this uh, particular holiday so much is just because it just puts love at the forefront, right? And regardless of what your religious and spiritual beliefs, I think we can all agree that love is definitely something that influences a higher connection with um within ourselves and with the higher power with our creator and then with connecting with others as well, right? So I think we would all agree we need more love out here in this world. Um there's so much hate, jealousy, envy, greed and not enough love, you know, unconditional love and compassion, understanding. So I think days like this it kind of puts the important things back in focus. It's hard to keep all this in the forefront of our minds with all the distractions and other worldly matters that come into play. But uh, yeah, that's what I want to do today and some of the things I think about on days like this. And one of the albums that I love to crank on this day its like a part of the tradition for me is Outcast. The Love Below, specifically Andre 3000 and um yeah just just one of those classic albums you could play from the beginning to end no skips just vibe out to it it's a very mature grown and sexy album um so yeah shout out to everybody shout out to three Th- three stacks as well this is not as paid sponsorship yet <laughs> but shout out to three stacks if you never heard that album before because i did talk to a sweetie of mine and I told her about that. She said she never listened to it. So I said, don't call me back until you listen to this album. But um, yes, yeah, this, this is one of those classic albums um, that just pretty much talks about love and um, a little bit of lust as well in a very mature way. So, um, you know, what I mentioned earlier about the theme being, you know, compersion, Uh, First of all, I came into that, well, I'll talk about, I'll define what it is, really. So, compersion, and I'll leave a link uh, to, uh, in the show notes, if anyone wants to kind of, if you listen to this and you want to learn a little bit more about what compersion is. um, Compersion is is our wholehearted participation in the happiness of others. It is the sympathetic joy we feel for somebody else even when their positive experience does not involve or benefit us directly. Thus, compersion can be thought of as the opposite of jealousy and possessiveness. So it kind of in the article that I'm reading, it kind of goes on and further elaborates in terms of like, why is it radical? Well, when we think about our joy and happiness for others, if they get a job promotion or they reach any other goal in life, for that be a health and fitness goal or even a romantic goal, as long as we're not romantically connected with them, then we're happy for them. But what happens with we, when we have a romantic relationship with somebody and they find joy and happiness and in intimacy with someone else, then what? Traditionally, that means, oh, well, I'm not enough for you, so we're breaking up or you cheated on me or you gaslit me or things of that nature or something's wrong with us. And more often than not, it's not it's more so about the individual, not even about you. Right. But the way we're kind of raised and introduced to the what relationships should look like, it's uncommon. So it would be radical to say, wow, someone else makes you feel the way I make you feel. Wow. I, that's what's up. I'm happy for you. Like, tell me more about it or maybe you should further explore that. See where that goes. Um, and a lot of times it can add to the relationship that you already have. It might even take a little bit off your plate. Right. What about times when you. Don't feel like, you know, pleasing your partner. You might be tired or you might just be whatever the case may be. You might not be in a, a particular mood or whatever the case may be. Right. But there might be someone else that can kind of fill that void temporarily or occasionally, whatever the case may be. And sometimes, like, I think I was talking to, you know, a sister of mine, a sister figure of mine and how a lot of times we say it takes a village to, you know, raise a child. But what about when we become adults? Right. Does what about when it comes to happiness and intimacy and things like that? Does it take a village then anymore? Or does that all that responsibility always fall on one particular person? So that's one of the more non um, radical views that I've had on romance and intimacy and relationships. I would say probably officially since about 2019. So about three years ago, um, you know, after my ex and I of about five years broke up. Um, I was thinking of like what is best for me. Like, what's a good arrangement? I was reevaluating a lot of different things with respect to relationships and how I wanted to maneuver through those and what arrangement works best for me. And I knew that I I really valued love and serious and long term relationships because I had been in them several times. But I also didn't necessarily view sex as one-to-one and I kind of talk about this in uh, my kink episode Um, so like how do I maneuver how do I do this so as you can imagine like the term compersion kind of was coined um, and defined like in the 90s by a poly community based out of San Francisco but um, so it's it's a it's a polyamorous or consensual non-monogamous concept within that community but even before then um, it was talk, it's talked about and explained a little bit in the Buddhist um, spirituality and that background, that culture, where they considered a sympathetic joy, referred to as mudita in Sanskrit, if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, forgive me, to be one of the four qualities of enlightened people. Uh, the other three being uh, loving kindness or metta, compassion, which is karuna, and equanimity, which is pakisha. Ap- I'm up, uh, Keisha. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, so pretty much, um, according to that tradition, uh, mudita or that sympathetic joy that one receives is the remedy to the illusory separateness between self and others and can therefore be a powerful vehicle on the path to liberation. And so, when you think about what freedom looks like to you, right, and autonomy looks like to you, does that mean? being confined to what someone else says you should be able to do with your body and your needs and wants and desires if it doesn't involve them or does it mean like a little bit more understanding and a little bit more unconditional love like a lot of times people say when they love you a lot of times they are just saying I love the parts about you that I really like but what about the parts about you that you're not so crazy about some that what some some that would some people would consider as flaws or deal breakers. Like, do you still love that part of me? And if if not, that that's okay too. But I think it's very important in this day and age where a lot of people, both men and women and non binary people, are putting their happiness pretty much first and redefining like what that means. And that fluctuates, that changes. It ebb is an ebb and flows. What happiness feels like and looks like to you in your teens is different than your twenties, thirties, forties, so on and so forth. There are people who are billionaires and ultra wealthy that have been married for years, had children and towards the latter or the end of their relationship or the older the the end of their relationship I would say, um, they start saying, Hey, this doesn't feel right with you anymore. I might want to try something new and there is no time limit on happiness, right? So that's just something I think that's very important for us to really kind of keep in mind with respect to days like this when we kind of figure out like love and happiness and compersion and compassion and understanding what that means and what that looks like to us. Um, And it's also a good checkpoint. If you're in a relationship with somebody right now, great day or this is a good time. Of the day or uh, time of the year to do a checkup and just see, hey, are you happy? Like, what makes you happy? Like, I know what used to make you happy. Is it the same things or is there anything that you want to explore and making people feel comfortable enough to let their guard down and just be transparent and honest? Because a lot of times people don't feel that way because they're in fear of being judged and fear of being um, breaking up with or a relationship ending, right? Um and a lot of times when it comes to judgment and um what's the other word um uh, I'm looking for judgment and um uh, man, I can't think of the other word I want to use. But a lot of times it says more about oh shame. When you when we're shaming people and judging people for things, it says more so about them than it does say about us. And those insecurities, they project them and make us feel like we're wrong for feeling how we feel. So at the end of the day, I think the root of it is really all about communication. Are you in a relationship where you are able to have an open line of communication with your your particular partner and uh, family member or even with yourself? Are you able to be completely honest with yourself to the point where it's like almost brutally honest? Right. We don't want to judge ourselves and take ourselves too seriously, but at the same time, want to have a healthy dose of it to say, what is it that I really want? And what is it that I don't want? And both of them are equally powerful. I think, you know, also one of the things that, you know, make me think about on days like this is just, you know, vibrating higher. That's another song on, uh, the love below. And in this book I'm reading called 1619, it talks a lot about how, You know, the black female body here in America specifically and also throughout the diaspora was highly regulated by slave codes. And, you know, these old laws during slavery and even even out of slavery during the Jim Crow era and different parts of the country where it was pretty much legal to rape black women and um, to make it illegal for interracial relationships for the, you know, strength of the white race and um, different things like that. And now that we're in an era where there's a little bit more autonomy and control over, you know, black bodies and things like that, um, black women are taking more ownership of how they want to maneuver. Like, They want to be very sexually promiscuous when they want to, but it doesn't necessarily mean it gives men or women or anyone else a pass to rape them and molest them and, you know, do different things like that. So in addition to that, um, one of the things that kind of makes me think about is just even with, with respect to black men during slavery, it was like black men were used to, you know, procreate and make more babies. Just to have, you know, uh, increased slave owners and plantation owners, um, you know, income in their wealth, right? Because it was just more free labor. And they still had the ability to break up black families, sell off and kill off at free will over minor offenses, even just for defending themselves, right? And, um, There's been other laws as well throughout this country. You all can definitely do your own research in books like 1619 or just Googling and doing different things like that, that have not really promoted black families. Right. In other cultures, it's very rare to see that it was promoted for the family structure to be separate as opposed to unified. And that's something that my community in particular has definitely Been challenged with, but we also take very seriously as well. So, uh, you know, one of the things I really think about with respect to romance and intimacy and passion is just, you know, that sacrifice it takes to really keep the black family in together. You know, to me, that means a man and a woman, but that's just who I am as a cisgender heterosexual person, and that's my background and my belief. And it's no shade to anyone else of what your beliefs are but that's something that I think about when you know we talk a lot about having different partners and having sex with different partners, having babies by different mothers, it doesn't really bring the black family together and and more often than not. There are some that can finance and afford to do that, but overall it's not a good formula for our community because I think in a lot of ways it creates a lot of bitterness and it creates a lot of division and a lot of disunity and fractured families where um you know it's just not moving forward in the direction that most women and men would like for it to and that's when courts get involved and child support and so on and so forth so now we're giving someone outside of our relationships more control of how we're controlling them you know and again that's that's been going on for so long for centuries now we're having to have to reverse our thinking to try to put our families first our women first, our men first, our children first, before sometimes our sexual liberation, you know? So that's a big, big ask and a big, big challenge, even of myself, right? And of course, the larger community. But at the end of the day, I think once we can kind of get there, like, it would definitely uplift our community and would cause just even more unity. So someone else in that, just think about it as well. And lastly, one of the things that I think about is an article that I read. Hopefully I can find it and I'll post it in the show notes. It's just about, you know, when you think about love, sex and romance, um, a lot of times it's in this younger perspective. Right. So um, as long as you're in your prime, it's very um, erotic and doing all these different things and exploring. But what happens for older people? right? Like, do they not desire sex? Do they not desire romance and intimacy? And if so, like, what does that look like? Right? And, um, you know, it, it's it's very attractive when it's an older woman and she's, you know, in her sexual bag. But what about older men? Like, a lot of times that is framed as being creepy and uh, low-key rapey, right? Um, but when there's two older people um, trying to connect, that image isn't really shown a lot, and so because it isn't, um, it's almost like it doesn't exist, even though it does. So even for you know older people, especially men, as our libido co- co- starts to decrease a little bit, uh, and you know women's is almost seems like it's the opposite. You know what do you do? So just using being more creative, whether it be using toys or their partners or Different levels of intimacy And just having that connection Or just making time for it, right? Not allowing work or children Different things like that To interfere with your happiness and intimacy, right? So, um I just also heard a podcast on the lip service Which I love Shout out to Angela Yee and everybody over there Also not a pre promotion (laughs) But I just love showing love To, you know, where it's due, right? Um where a special guest, I believe her name is AJ Johnson. Um, she was in Baby Boy, um, Jody's mother. Shout out to her, and she was uh, she just turned fifty recently, and she was just talking about her experience with a threesome. But hers was with two men, so traditionally that would be called quote unquote a gang bang. But it's still three people having sex. The men didn't play with each other, but they were both there for the satisfaction of the woman and her, and she enjoyed it. She loved it. You know, she had never done it before. Um, and you know, in her conversation, she was also talking about with her, uh, being more open to a polyamorous relationship because, you know, ideally, yes, she would love a relationship with just one-on-one with her and another guy, but more often than not from her experience is like, even though that's something that they would agree to, like the guy who would maybe cheat or the guy may be creeping or something like that. And she would rather it be a situation where. Um, hey, like we can have a consensual non monogamous relationship with boundaries and things like that, but uh, you know, within reason, and I'd rather it be open and honest than like dishonest, right? So, um, I just thought like that was very mature of her to see that. And I think a lot of times with older women. Like they have, they're they're more experienced and more honest about what they want and things like that. So I think when an individual can be like that and more mature, I think, again, this is not for everybody. I'm not naive to say that. But for people who are a little bit more open to non-traditional arrangements and have gone through experiences of cheating, being cheated on, things like that. And you just know you want to be more, having more integrity about it but you also know that a traditional arrangement isn't for you. It's just something to further explore, right? And happiness and love and intimacy and romance means different things to different people in different stages of their lives. And I think, again, when you talk about unconditional love and compersion, that's what it's really all about. Like just being open to saying, hey, I love you enough to know like you aren't perfect and you have wants and desires and needs that outside of what I can give you or might just be outside of of just me then it doesn't necessarily mean like I still don't make you happy right so um again just wanted to some of those things that I think about on days like this uh even though I think about it all the time uh that which is the reason why I like to record voice notes and share them with you all um and whoever happens to listen But uh, that pretty much concludes my thoughts on this, at least for today. I might circle back around this time next year or in the future. But if you had an opportunity to listen to this, thank you for listening. Um, Feel free to share your thoughts, comments, uh, and follow um, on Instagram at podcast underscore THC. On Twitter, excuse me, at the podcast underscore THC. Or by leaving a message um, on the podcast page on Anchor. You should see that um, option in the show notes as well. I'll leave links to some of the things that I mentioned in this episode as well. Hope you enjoy. Peace, love, and happiness.